0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Dr. Lee Unhinged. I'm Dr. Shaw. I'm Dr. Maxfield. And welcome back to the show. I today, if you're watching this live, you will see that I am wearing a white coat. Not only so, some people are not. You know, they don't wear the white coat. They don't put the white coat on. I am actually anti-white coat. I would argue. Anti white coat. I actually okay. hate wearing the white coat. Me too. So, but I, I, I have to. I'm, a, I'm on a new segment in a little bit, and so was requested that I wear the white coat. But I would much rather just be in regular scrubs. But in order to prove that I am a physician, I have put on this white coat for the rest of this journey. <laughs> so, I apologize to the viewers for this. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about a few interesting things. We're going to be talking about inflation. In general and then maybe how inflation is affecting skincare but at the same time we're also going to be making our recommendations of of our budget buys our best budget buys we're going to be talking about cleansers active ingredients and even some sunscreens that are going to be a budget for you today we're also going to be talking about whether or not castor oil can regrow your hair this this seems to never end never die and then we're going to talk briefly hopefully if we can get to it We'll talk about Naturium's recent acquisition
1: by Elf Cosmetics. It's not so, happening. There's no okay. way. I'm calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> the last one's not happening. Wait till the next episode.
0: <laughs> All right. Wait till the next episode on that. But we're going to talk, we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk a little bit about inflation. Okay. So this article coming out of CNBC, which is NBC's, you know, uh, economic channel is the salary a single person needs to get by in every U.S. city. And what they found was that the highest, most expensive cities or most expensive states for people to live in in the United States is Hawaii, Massachusetts, California, New York, and then finally Alaska, which is a big surprise to me. But in order to have a single per- be a single person and have a livable wage, according to the Labor Bureau data in Hawaii, you need to make $112,000 as a single individual. Uh, New York, $73,000. California, $80,000. And then Massachusetts, $87,000 you need to make in order to have a livable wage. What do they mean by that? They mean that basically 50% of your income goes to cover your necessities, such as housing and utilities. And then you have 30% for discretionary spending, food, and then you have 20% left for savings or investment. And so If you cut out the 20% for savings and investment and basically are break even, then you could probably cut these by 20%. So in Hawaii, you'd need to make like $90,000 a year, which is absurd. Inflation has gotten insane. I remember when we would go to the grocery store as kids and we'd fill up a whole cart for $100, whole cart, overfilling, overfilling the edges. And one time I went in the other day, one bag, $100, one bag. Incredibly, incredible levels of inflation in this country. Housing has gone completely out of control. And skincare has also been affected by this. Slowly, there's been, uh, what do they call it, shrinkflation, where companies keep the prices the same, but they shrink the fluid ounces of the products. Um, in order to make it make sense. And it's, you know, obviously, a lot of these companies are profiting more from this. But a lot of times they're doing it because the cost of ingredients has gone up, or the cost of shipping has gone up, or the cost of packaging has gone up. And so it's it all trickles down, right? If the cost of anything goes up, then the cost of everything goes up. And so it's all they're all very much interconnected. Let's talk a little bit about our budget
1: buys. Right? So we are here to help you out. We have shopped extensively. We looked at probably. I wonder how we need to quantify this. We've looked at probably five hundred thousand skincare products over the last three <coughs> years. It's probably like it's probably about a thousand, if not more. But these are some of the best budget cleansers, active ingredients, and sunscreens you can get. We'll each throw one back and forth. Um, I might throw back t- throw two in the active ingredient category. I'm not sure I can get away with one, but we'll try. We'll try. So for cleansers, my favorite. And I've talked about this before. It's the La Roche Posay purifying foaming facial wash. This is an eighteen dollar cleanser. How is that budget friendly? It's the volume. This is so it, they, they, we, we Dr. Shaw talked about this before. Like it, in the in the previous episode, we we're talking about budget sunscreens, right? Was it budget sunscreens? Budget
0: yeah. The, sunscreens, the knock on yeah.
1: was like it was an arbitrary number, twenty dollars, didn't take volume to account. So here's your volume. This is I think thirteen point some ounces and it's large. It's heavy. It weighs a couple pounds, it feels like, and this will last you quite a long time, plus a little bit goes a long way, and it's great overall for everyone with normal to combination to oily skin, so I think it's a very gentle, effective cleanser, and the volume per price is good.
0: Right, so volume per price, critical in this, right, because you can find cleansers that are, you know, five fluid ounces or eight fluid ounces, right, and there would be $20, and then you have something like La Roche-Posay or Cerave Cetaphil even will be, you know, $15-20, but you're going to be getting double the fluid ounces there. And so, I still think that all of these brands in general, my my favorite being the Cerave Cream to Foam Cleanser. Mm, good one. All of them sort of fit into this category where they're going to last you a very, very long time, um, even though the prices have gone up, you know, a lot of the prices for these cleansers are closer to $20 now. You're still getting a big bang for your buck because of the size of the products, whereas you you can find cheaper products. Like, for example, like if you look at like Inkey List cleanser, right? I can, you know, spot spot this price right now. Inkey List has a salicylic acid cleanser. It's $12, but it's only five fluid ounces, right? So you're going to get that 2% salicylic acid, but only five ounces of it, whereas CeraVe's acne cleanser's also got 2% salicylic acid in it but it's like triple the quantity, right? So it's actually more affordable over a longer period of time. And so I I would encourage people that are looking for budgets to also look at the fluid ounces of the products that they're purchasing.
1: Yeah, you know what I would love? I would love some consistency across stores in in packaging for this, because sometimes it's milliliters, sometimes it's ounces, and it's like side by side. I have such a hard time comparing volume. This may not even be realistic to do, but use your Gestalt if it looks bigger, feels bigger, feels better than look. Let's say it feels better if it feels heavier. They haven't caught on to that yet. They'll put a big package, a little bit of product. But if it feels voluminous, then it probably is good to go.
0: <laughs> it's challenging because, like, for example, right now, I seem to those have fix, right? fix packaging, right? It's a pretty large footprint on it, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's look at look what I have on my table right now. I have the Cetaphil healing ointment. And I have the CeraVe, I mean the SkinFix moisturizer, right? The Cetaphil healing ointment is three ounces, right? I'm trying to like show them side by side. Whereas the SkinFix moisturizer is 1.7 ounces, right? you never know. So this is actually double the size. Um, But like footprint wise, like on a shelf, They're about equivalent, I would say. They're not really good comparisons. That's just what was ever on my desk. But the point is that when you look (laughs) at sizes of things, here's another good example is this. This isn't even one fluid ounce, this number seven future renew. Um, It's 0.85 fluid ounces. Um, So, you know, you can find things. And if you look at the fluid ounces on, it it could be different. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I think a lot of brands like if the ingredients are really expensive, like you're using like a very expensive encapsulated retinol in your products, like they might be more expensive just because the ingredients are more expensive and they're, they're costed out per ounce uh, when you're filling them. And so there's a reason why, but a lot of times like if a product, for example, the skin fix product is a airless pump, it's double walled plastic, right? So when you take it apart, like the product is only in this much, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, you have this double walled plastic, and they don't actually have a lot of space in this one, but there's some double walled plastics that are pretty large physical footprint, but don't actually have that much product in them. And so I don't know that the size of the packaging or the heaviness of the packaging
1: can really <laughs> be used, um, but really just looking at what the fluid ounces is probably going to be your best bet. All right. So bring your mill to ounce conversion. And as Dr. Shaw was talking about retinols, we'll use that to launch into our active ingredients. I have Okay, I want to hear... Okay, I'll go with one. I'll go with one, and then I want to hear yours, and I might throw out another one. The one I actually think is worth your money, and this is should be on everyone's list, if you have a specific problem, is Adapalene. Is this, is this a budget-per-ounce product? No. This is a bang-for-your-buck product. It's a $20 retinoid, but it's stable. But by far, this is the most effective acne ingredient. So if you're someone dealing with acne, this has to be the first thing you purchase before you buy any other acne ingredient. And that's why I think in the long run, if you prioritize the effectiveness, especially in the acne space here with Adapalene, you're going to save money in the long run because your money is going to the most effective ingredient. It's going to take your skin further. You may not buy five supporting ingredients to help your skin.
0: Right. So Differin or La Roche-Posay Adapalene, 0.5 fluid ounces is going to get you Nine dollars, sometimes fifteen dollars, but most of the time, um, you're looking at about fifteen dollars for this product. And then if you get the 1.6 fluid ounce one, it's going to run you close to thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, you'd say, Well, thirty dollars, that's that's high, but 1.6 fluid ounces, when you're using just um, like a, a pea size amount, that's going to last you at least three months, at least three months if you're using the proper amount. So, three months, thirty dollars. You're looking at $10 a month for an acne treatment that's extremely effective. So, I do believe that adapalene is is extremely cost-effective compared to most ingredients. Um, and then also just, there are certain times like where your active ingredients you can get from the ordinary. If you're looking for a specific active ingredient, for example, their glycolic acid at 7% mm-hmm. is a lot of fluid ounces. Let's look at the... Um, Let's look at the fluid ounces on the product. So it's $13 um, from Ulta. And you're looking at I can't
1: look at the size. Do you have the size on this? I don't. It's the actual product is actually literally sitting under my computer. It's holding up my computer right now in a box. Um, so So I can't. Eight ounces,
0: (laughs) eight fluid ounces, which is a lot for any active, and it's seven percent glycolic acid. So $13, you're looking at a dollar. $2 Dollars per ounce, basically, which is incredible, incredible price for a product there. And so, very, very cost effective. You're looking for a single ingredient glycolic acid. I do think that single ingredient, you know, buying a single ingredient adds a lot of complexity to your routine because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're having to buy several products to accomplish the same task, right? So, I do think it adds some complexity to your routine, but it definitely is cost effective. The ordinary products, if you're looking for single ingredient formulas.
1: Agreed. Yep. that is a And it's a hero ingredient. Glycolic acid is, I think, an over-the-counter hero anti-aging ingredient. And then along with that, let's say you have to consolidate uh, the CeraVe resurfacing retinol serum. We've talked about this before. An extremely budget-friendly option for, I think it's like shines for photo aging or aging skin in general because you have, a, you have retinol, niacinamide, and licorice, and then a nice ceramide barrier for your skin barrier too. So it can help you be minimalistic. I think this one's what, $20 as well at this point? Mm-hmm. So you're <laughs>
0: You're looking at twenty dollars, you're gonna get your niacinamide in it. Um you're gonna get your ceramides, you're gonna get your, your retinol, of course. Um, and then you're gonna get, let's see what else you're gonna get in. And like you said, licorice licorice. if said it. Um yeah. and so so what what I think one of the trap, one of the one of the pitfalls that a lot of people make when doing skincare is that they say, Well, I'd rather get not get the CeraVe resurfacing retinol because it's $20, let's say. Um, Instead, go to the Ordinary and get Ordinary's retinol. But then you need to get Ordinary's niacinamide, right? So Mm -hmm. then you end up in a situation where you're buying their, their ceramide treatment, their retinol, and their niacinamide, let's say, for example. And now you're above the $20 that you would get the CeraVe resurfacing retinol for And you're having the same function, right? So then I think one of the challenges with single ingredient is that you end up actually spending more and probably using less if you go that route, unless you just need that single ingredient for something, which I think glycolic acid is a good example of where you would just want to use that single ingredient on your exfoliation day, for example, where it would make sense to get the single ingredient formula. So I think you need to be very thoughtful about this because like if your hero treatment for your skincare routine is by piling on a niacinamide treatment, plus a retinol treatment, plus of this, plus of that, plus of this, you end up over the price of some of these more expensive products. And so I think that there just needs to be something that we don't, no one really ever talks about is now I remember when I first got into skincare, like I bought like 15 products from the ordinary, ended up using like two of them, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think you end up getting into the overconsumption game as well. When you buy a lot of products and you're not thoughtful about it.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I, that one was one ounce, way, I don't know if we said the CeraVe right retinol serum. So that's like 20 bucks for one ounce, but it's a one mm-hmm. ounce. That's well worth it. And then we have sunscreens. We, I guess sunscreens. So I was, I was just like, maybe we need a moisturizer in here. But moisturizer, is that an optional step? A little more controversy. But um, let's go to sunscreens we've talked about a couple of these in the sunscreen budget video so we may not need to spend a ton of time but the Vanna cream one very budget friendly and it blends i actually put it on again today it's non-tinted i think it's, it's a non-tinted mineral it blended with my skin tone it's i like well which is a it's a freaking miracle like that's uncommon um but that's a good option for you i um, taking a look here at the volume two just to make sure we're on point but Um, Another good option and beauty of Joseon. It's actually one of the more affordable Korean sunscreens. They're all affordable, but this one's even more affordable. Um, And it's, it's what last I looked today. It was like $15 and it'll last not that long, but it's very cosmetically elegant. I think you'll get consistency out of it.
0: Yeah. So you're looking at 1350 um, and it looks like
1: probably about two fluid ounces for the beauty of Joseon. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, um three ounces for the Vana Cream one. And that one is what is it? Let's see. That one is $17. So Vana Cream's probably the better buy price per ounce. Cosmetically elegant Beauty joseon delivers an insane product for the price.
0: Right. And I had put Alta MD in here, and you said that's insane. Alta MD is not. <laughs> a budget sunscreen. And I would agree with you with one caveat. So if by the time this episode is live, I can get you all a discount on Elta MD, Mm -hmm. then this will appear in the episode. So I'm working on a discount in the links from air. If I can get you the discounted Elta MD, then it can get into the budget category because it's $40, but it's 1.7 ounces um, for that. If I can get it discounted to closer, lower numbers, let's say, for example, it could get closer to budget. It still might not be budget, but you know, you're know you going to get that high quality, elegant sunscreen, um, maybe at a lower price than you would on the traditional Amazons or what have you. And so if we can get you a discount on it, it will be in the links. If not, it won't be. Um, so oh, it's not yeah. necessarily a budget, but could be a budget. Now I will say, I just got back from Japan and Japan, the sunscreens, they're much cheaper. And there was a sunscreen that was going viral at the time. And it was the number one at this, this store called Cosme. I think it's called Cosme, Cosme or something like Cosme. And, um, I go to the store and it's like the number one seller. Like they had had their best sellers, like in the front of the store and it's a sunscreen called like the mermaid sunscreen. And it had like a green tint to it. So I was like really excited because I thought, okay, well, this is going to be similar to like Dr. Jart and it's going to balance out my redness. And I was like, so pumped for the sunscreen, buy the sunscreen. This thing was the most awful sunscreen <laughs> that I have ever tried in my entire life. It was, it was casty. It, it would not blend. Like it, it was, it was, it was terrible. Now I did buy like the Shiseido sunscreen stick. Sticks on vacation are like supreme. When you're on vacation you're traveling, you don't want to touch your face in the middle of the day to reapply and stuff. Ah, oh, a so stick is just elite. It's an elite thing to have. Like just rub it over your face like a deodorant and it's like um, incredible and so um big fan of that except it was like pretty fragranced otherwise um that was also pretty affordable i think it was like 15 us dollars ultimately things are pretty pretty inexpensive in japan
1: that's nice um okay so i'm starting to feel bad let's throw in a couple moisturizers for completeness sake it should be a pretty easy thing there's some really good budget-friendly moisturizers and to give him a minute to think since I just threw this in. My uh, the one we'll talk about is the Cerave moisturizing cream. It's what is this 19 ounces? This is a cannonball of a moisturizer. 19 ounces. It's universally recommendable, which is why it's a great moisturizer, meaning that it's balanced. It's not your petrolatum Vaseline that most like half your people are not going to like just because of the texture. This one feels good. It's good for your body. It's good for your face especially in the winter. And the price point again for 19 ounces is where are we at sixteen dollars so um, you're getting a moisturizer that's going to go far most people will be able to use it there
0: right and you know you look at laroche posay's sunscreen lineup now their facial moisturizers you'll be getting like 23 dollars for you know three ounces or so um so those can be can get to be pretty unaf- unaffordable but when you look at their yeah. body sunscreens you're looking again at like four body moisturizers sorry body yeah. moisturizers you 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 know you can get up to like 14 ounces or so and there really is no reason other than cosmetic elegance why you couldn't mm-hmm. use a body moisturizer on the face. So if you find a body moisturizer that you love that you don't feel is too heavy, then you can certainly use it on your face. Uh, there's no reason you couldn't. And so Cerave's moisturizing cream that Dr. Maxfield mentioned is a body and face moisturizer. And that's why it comes in such a big bottle. Now the, the facial moisturizers a lot of times will be a little bit lighter weight um, and they'll also times, sometimes contain ingredients like niacinamide to have added benefits to the facial skin. But other than that, there's no reason why you couldn't just save money by using your body moisturizer on your face.
1: There it is. That's how we're saving you money with your moisturizer. Just move it up. Body next exactly. face done.
0: (laughs) All right. So let's get into one more topic here before we have to wrap. Um, And this is can castor oil regrow your hair? So this is something that's always trending. There's influencers always talking about it. It comes up in our comments, questions all the time. Can castor oil, does castor oil help to regrow hair? And I've always said no. And then I saw this article from Yahoo and I was like, oh no, I've been wrong because the title of the article said, castor oil proven, proven to regrow hair on the head and eyebrows and eyelashes for just pennies a day. And I said, oh no, there's new data that's come out that has debunked me. So then I read the article, of course, and uh, quoted quoted here, uh, uh, Dr. Kieran Meehan, a good friend of mine is, in fact, actually, and so I'm like, what is Kieran, Dr. Kieran mean saying about castor oil? So she said, <laughs> castor oil contains ricinoleic acid. Uh, it helps to, helps to hydrate the hair and fortify the hair follicles. Um, it also has some antifungal antibacterial properties. And she says, while the clinical evidence for castor oil helping hair growth is lacking, anecdotally, some people experience hair fullness. So she doesn't even say in the article that it works. And then, they link a study that says that it can increase hair luster. So then, and then, and then at the bottom, they link, they said, watch this video below on how a woman is using castor oil to, from a, from an ophthalmologist is using it to grow eyelashes from Dr. Rupa Wong, and they link her video, right? And so, it says like, not only this, you can watch the video to learn more about how castor oil is going to help grow your eyelashes. And then you listen to the actual video, and she literally says, quote unquote in the video, there is no scientific evidence that gastro oil (laughs) grows your eyebrows or eyelashes. Now, there's anecdotal like cultural evidence that it's helpful, but still no scientific evidence. Now, there's some evidence that it inhibits prostaglandin D2, which has been shown if you can inhibit prostaglandin D2 to grow hair, but it's just shown that renoselaic acid can inhibit that inhibit that enzyme or that prostaglandin but not it's never been shown it's never been shown that it's actually grown hair in a human before still to this day despite all of this
1: the headline though the headline this is um i don't know this is this is this is a problem because every professional every step along the way started with now there's no evidence but it could they're playing devil's advocate to try to like bring value to the conversation but then the headline says this is proven this is your answer the reason i don't like that so much is because from a consumer standpoint they see proven dr xyz and they run with it and then they'll forego more evidence-based treatments for the snake oil Is castor oil a snake oil boom it has been labeled a snake oil by me because there's no evidence <laughs> that it can be helpful <laughs> this is someone might as well be selling it out of the back of their wagon because uh, castor oil has no benefit that says bring to the table objectively a study can come out and I will 100% eat my words because I'm a data-driven dude but until that point I will not be recommending castor oil for this purpose and until you see any hard evidence that it works you shouldn't either
0: I love that okay I'm with you 100% on that Completely agree with my colleague, Dr. Mee, in there that there could be benefit, but there's no scientific evidence. My colleague, Dr. Wong as well, a friend of mine. I agree with you as well as no proven evidence to grow <laughs> eyelashes. Um, Yahoo needs to stop misquoting people in their headlines. It's totally insane what they do. Um, but anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in. We gave you our best budget buys and debunked castor oil once again. I uh, will see you all in the next episode.
1: We'll see you next time.